0: What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future passion. Explore paths to careers that will excite and motivate you. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu to find out how to connect to your future. WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock news block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. Download the free local news app today. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Congressman Bill Heisinger says a deal has been reached among House Republicans to raise the debt ceiling while reducing federal spending. He tells us the deal announced by House Speaker Kevin McCarthy this week could get a vote next week. It's going to limit the size of government. It's going to restore the economic engine that we need to have here while raising the debt ceiling. Heisinga says the plan would apply some unspent money to the national debt. We're going to take back all of the unspent COVID funds. This has been two years that President Biden has officially declared the COVID emergency over. There is billions of dollars that are sitting out there unspent, and we're going to claw that back. Heisinger says the plan also would limit future spending to 1% growth per year and seek to produce more energy domestically. President Joe Biden has said he will not negotiate on the debt ceiling, but Heisinger says he's going to have to. He also adds no one in Congress wants to default on the national debt. A capital campaign has been launched to support a proposed sports complex in St. Joseph Township. Nicole Schmidt with the St. Joseph Youth Sports Foundation tells us they're planning to develop 40 acres at Maiden Lane and Hollywood Road into rocket football fields, trails, a splash pad, baseball fields, and more. The project received initial support from the St. Joe Township Planning Commission late last year. Schmidt says before the fundraising campaign could begin, a firm had to be hired to draft up plans that included a price tag. It's $8.5 million for the first phase. Now the fundraising begins. So we obviously put it out there on our social media with a video, and then we also have letters that will be going out in the mail to different businesses and individuals. But then we will be working on doing a benefit. We just have not set all of that information yet. Schmidt says the land will be owned by the township, while maintenance of the sports complex would be up to the St. Joseph Youth Sports Foundation. How would use of the complex be determined? It'll be very similar to Eaton Park. The St. Joe Baseball Softball Association will play out there. Also, the St. Joe Rocket Football will be out there. And then it'll be the same type of thing where we make agreements with the travel teams that are here locally that could consider that their home field. Donors interested in naming rights to parts of the complex should reach out now. Schmidt says events to raise funds are also planned. We have more information at our website. The Berrien County Board of Commissioners is prioritizing which building maintenance projects will be pursued in the next few years due to the cost. Speaking to colleagues this week, Commissioner Jim Curran said the administration committee has been briefed by Bakiaroki Aroki Construction Services, a firm hired by the board to help manage capital projects. The company took a look at the county's wish list and divided the items into five categories. In order, they are life and safety, code or law violations, deferred maintenance, operational changes, and at the employee experience. Right now, from the presentation, there's really only enough money to cover one, two, and three. So we wanna see and prioritize one, two, and three. Curran said the largest category is deferred maintenance. He said Baki Aroki Construction will give a presentation to the full board at a night meeting in New Buffalo on May 4th. So that way, the whole board will be brought up to speed on exactly what this list entails. And then also any of the public that shows up will be aware of our efforts in taking care of our buildings. Due to rising costs, the county has been advised to focus on Categories 1 through 3. As time goes on, it could get caught up on the rest. The county's maintenance project list totals about $18 million, while only about $15 million has been budgeted. Curran said the admin committee will be talking with County Administrator Brian DeSette about the plans in the coming weeks. Unit 1 of the Cook Nuclear Power Plant is back online after having its power reduced for planned maintenance this week. Indiana-Michigan Power says Unit 1 was safely brought back to 100% power about 7 this morning. It was taken down to 50% power on Tuesday for maintenance on the unit's main feed pump condenser system. During that time, Unit 2 remained at 100% power and there were no interruptions to customer service. The maintenance was scheduled to ensure the unit's reliability throughout the hot summer months. Several hundred people packed into South Haven High School's Information Learning Center Thursday night for a discussion on the city's short-term rentals. Mayor Scott Smith said the issue has been on the council's radar for the last decade. We agreed this year, before we started, we would get more objective data. Some are upset that we didn't take, you know, a resident survey, why we had to commission a city survey. That's that's just the reality is we had to get objective data. He notes that in some in the community thought the city was moving too slowly this fiscal year. We commissioned a survey. Not everyone was happy with that. We commissioned an uh, economic impact study. Not everybody was happy with that. Our job is to gather data listen to the citizens, and move and, and change. So we will continue to do that. The council took no action last night other than listen to what people had to say. There were five presentations of around 15 minutes each to start out the evening, and then the public comment lasted for more than an hour. Cass County Commissioner R.J. Lee is rethinking a proposal that would seek to arrest librarians who distribute explicit books to children. Earlier this week, word spread commissioners in Cass County were going to discuss a new child protection, criminalizing offensive materials if given to a child. The pushback from librarians and library supporters was swift and severe, causing Lee to ask for the removal of his ordinance proposal from Thursday's Committee of the Whole meeting. He then wrote a statement at the meeting. In the world we live in today, it seems like sexuality, pornography, and other adult content are being pushed in our children more and more. My intention for bringing this forward was to try and create a discussion on a topic that many families have told me they're concerned about. What I wanted to ask is what can we do to provide comfort to these families and protect the innocence of our children just a little longer? All this without infringing on anyone's rights. While Lee said he would not reintroduce his proposal, the commission's chair, Jeremiah Jones, told Bridge, Michigan, a similar proposal could be reintroduced in the future after a consultation with legal authorities. You can find out more at our website. And the Michigan State Police and Paw are seeking help from the public, identifying what they're calling a living Jane Doe. About 6 p.m. last night, a hiker at the El Sabo Land Preserve west of Kalamazoo in Texas Township found an unidentified woman. Described as a five foot two black female, possibly in her 20s, weighing around 155 pounds, and she was carrying a garbage bag of clothing. She had no identification, and authorities have said they have not been able to communicate with her. She was transported to Bronson Hospital in Kalamazoo for medical care and evaluation. Several law enforcement and other state resources have also been deployed to try to help with the identification. We have the woman's picture at our website. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture and Dwozhak, where furniture shopping is fun. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is trying to get enough GOP votes to pass a plan next week to raise the debt ceiling while cutting government spending. ABC's Elizabeth Schulze has more from Washington. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy's Limit Save Grow proposal seeks to raise the debt limit by $1.5 trillion or suspend the limit altogether by March 31st, whichever comes first, essentially kicking the can down the road on a possible U.S. debt default. At the same time, McCarthy's plan would cut government spending by rescinding unspent funds for COVID relief, repealing renewable energy tax credits, and imposing work requirements on many federal safety net programs. The plan is set to be Blocked by Senate Democrats and the White House, Elizabeth Shulzey, ABC News, Washington. Prosecutors have formally dismissed an involuntary manslaughter charge against actor Alec Baldwin in the fatal 2021 shooting of a cinematographer on the set of the Western film Rust. They're citing new evidence and the need for more time to investigate. Special prosecutors Carrie Morrissey and Jason Lewis filed the notice to dismiss the only charge against Baldwin in state court in state district court in Santa Fe today. It says the investigation is ongoing. An involuntary manslaughter charge against Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, the weapons supervisor on the film, is unchanged. There's a new environmental executive order today from President Biden. More from ABC's Karen Travers ahead of Earth Day on Saturday. President Biden today signs an executive order focused on environmental justice. The order creates a new White House Office of Environmental Justice and includes several different directives for the federal government to ensure race and economic standing do not increase pollution hazards for communities across the country. The order also includes a requirement for agencies to notify nearby communities in the event of a release of toxic substances from a federal facility and to hold a public meeting to share information on resulting health risks and necessary precautions. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. Meanwhile, President Biden reportedly will be ready to announce his 2024 run for president as early as next week, although long expected. The president's run is still bringing big discussions to the party ahead of his official decision. ABC's senior White House correspondent Mary Bruce has more. Democratic donors, big Democratic donors, are being invited to Washington later next week for what's being described as strategy sessions about the path forward. Now, the president has long said he intends to run, but his team has felt little urgency to announce he is not expected to face any serious opposition for the Democratic nomination, despite polling that shows that many Democratic voters would prefer an alternative candidate. Montana's House Speaker is refusing to allow a transgender lawmaker to speak on bills for the rest of the session until she apologizes for saying lawmakers would have blood on their hands if they supported a bill to ban gender-affirming medical care for transgender youth. Speaker Matt Riker said Thursday he would not recognize any representative that he doesn't feel can maintain decorum. A conservative group of lawmakers intentionally referred to Representative Zoe Zephyr using male pronouns in a letter that called for a, quote, commitment to civil discourse. Zephyr says that she stands by her statement about the consequences of banning essential health care for transgender youth. There were some scary moments in the cockpit of a United Airlines flight from Hartford, Connecticut to Washington Washington Dulles this week. ABC's Alex Stone has more. Yeah, we're going to have to come back for a landing. It was seconds after takeoff from Hartford when a cockpit window popped open. The plane was not yet fully pressurized and no oxygen masks were needed, but the pilots reported it was loud and they had to turn around and land. Yeah, we can't hear you. I understand ILS 1024. The audio from LiveATC.net. The side cockpit windows in the 737 can be opened manually when the plane is on the ground. Flight 1274 was in the air for a total of 18 minutes and landed safely back in Hartford. Alex Stone, EBC News. The Supreme Court is facing a self-imposed deadline tonight to decide whether women's access to a widely used abortion pill will stay unchanged until a legal challenge to its Food and Drug Administration approval is resolved. The justices are weighing arguments that allowing restrictions contained in a lower court ruling to take effect would severely disrupt the availability of the drug mifepristone. It's used in the most common abortion method in the United States. It's repeatedly been found to be safe and effective and has been used by more than 5 million women in the U.S. since the FDA approved it in 2000. And the NFL has taken disciplinary action against five players for violating the league's gambling policy. More from ABC's Brian Clark. Four of the five players suspended are members of the Detroit Lions, and the team released C.J. Moore and Quintes Cephas. They're suspended indefinitely through at least the 2023 season for betting on NFL games. The Lions also said they're disappointed in decision-making made by Stanley Berryhill and Jamison Williams. They're suspended for the first six games of the season for betting on college games from the Lions' facility. The fifth player suspended by the league is Washington's Shaka Tony. He'll miss the entire season. Brian Clark, ABC News. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.